Hey, everybody. Hey. Guess what? Wait, what? what? We are doing GeeklyCon again. Again? God damn it. Yep. Uh, the next one is going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. I lived there. That's right. 2017, we're doing it from July 20th to 23rd. That's Thursday to Sunday. And just like all the other amazing years, we're going to have a live show. We're going to have the game room where you can play games with all your friends. We're going to have amazing outings. And on top of that, we're going to have awesome panels to attend. You can get in for just $50, which includes a t-shirt. And if you want, you can upgrade to our $100 premium ticket. In previous years, we've given people flasks and flannel shirts and dice boxes and hugs. Oh, so many hugs. That's not a premium thing. (laughs) But this year, we're holding our own kickoff party at the venue on the Thursday for $20. You can buy yourself a ticket. That includes drink tickets, food, and a lot of really fun activities that we're planning for the night. Yeah, and uh, you get to meet your favorite podcast hosts. And least favorite, Michael. Hey, yo! <laughs> so head on over to geeklycon.com and uh, tickets are on sale right now. Greetings, adventurers. You have joined us for an abridged edition of the Drunks and Dragons podcast. Full episodes are available at geeklyinc.com or dndpodcast.com. Tom and his new friends headed out to get Blood Drinker. Now imagine in your mind's eye, uh, Salazar is going over the plan with you. Here's what's going to go down. Once you're inside the castle, you're going to know the layout, Watari, because you used to live there. Ren, you're going to go to the security room. You know the one with the magic stuff in it. And Watari, you're going to wait. You're going to take this this stone of seeing, and you're going to look through it with your one good eye. And you're going to know that the, the hallway of death has been deactivated. At which point, you're going to go through that hallway and crack the safe to get into the vault. Ren was given a, a set of, of clothing that she can change into that uh, is a, a thumble guard clothing so she can blend in easier. Uh, Watari is expected to be able to stealth his way deep into the, the castle. And Tom is meant to distract and wait for the stuff to go down. Trant and uh, Victorin just went into this this room. You're left outside. Guards are, are out here as well. And they just they sort of look at you and they're like, hey, what, uh, how's it going? You guys have a good trip? We better, uh, we better mosey on. We've got... We have that thing. Right, and we were uh, supposed to unload that cart. I forget about the cart almost every time. Uh, Pretty sure you guys are supposed to stay here with us until your, bu- your buddy gets done with Trant. I didn't know we got our pay from you. All this time I buy my personal diapers... With the money that I get from the gentleman inside. And you're telling me what I should be doing or should I not be doing. <laughs> we have to go unload a truck. And if we don't do it, I don't get money. I poop in my pants. It's a very unsatisfactory situation for everyone. <laughs> so I'm running a bluff check here. And I'm farting while I'm doing it because I want to try to make it look really stinky. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to really come off as incontinent. So I rolled a 17 plus 12. So 29. All right. I mean, why don't you go? Because 
I mean, you gotta have somebody waiting here for. How am I supposed to unload a cart all by myself? Hey, Stinky, you can go, okay? (laughs) But I don't think I. I, There needs to be somebody waiting here when your boss gets out. That's Uh, what you're here for, buddy. What's your name? What's your name? Uh, it's uh, uh, Phil. You told us we could go unload the cart. He's gonna hang out here and talk to you for a few minutes. We're gonna go unload the cart. Alright, this is very irregular. I told you, I have incontinence issues. You don't have to make a joke. Do you treat all Kinku this way? Is this because I'm Kinku? Is that what this is <laughs> no, about? No, it's, that's, re- hey, I never said anything. I'm pretty offended right now, is what I'm saying. You should probably bring the captain of the guard back. No. We could have a discussion about your treatment. No, 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 of no, 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 no. so-called crazy, creepy-looking races. Hold, hold on, hold on. Races. You Dragonborn stay here. You guys can go... Do your cart thing or whatever, which still seems strange to me, but but go ahead. Okay. Oh, thank you, venerable leader. So, now I'm going to uh, split you guys up. So, uh, I think we're going to start with Sarah. And uh, Adam Bash and Mike Bachman, you guys can take a little powder. So, Ren, you managed to find a room where you can quickly switch into your guard gear. And do you have Mordecai with you? He's nearby. Okay. So you know you have to, like, go down a couple sets of stairs and okay. go around a corner, and it's it's not too far. This is a big, sprawling castle, though, and uh, above the Hall of Death is sort of this, like, control room that you okay. need to get to. So it's like, a, it's like a floor above. What is the bird doing right now? He's currently sitting on my shoulder, so I'm going to send him ahead to see if there are any guards nearby. Okay, so um, you do that, you know, first couple hallways are empty, and you're able to sort of, you know, get a lot, pretty far ways away from there. And uh, and he's scouting ahead, and he does see a guard ahead of him. The guard also sees him. He goes, oh, there's a, there's a falcon in here! And, uh, and, and starts sort of running towards Mordecai. Oh, no. Okay, so I run an alarm. He sees you up ahead. He goes, hey, help me get this falcon! The bird somehow got into the castle. I don't understand. Someone must have left a door open. Okay, get help me with it. Um, um okay. Um, you have a broom? I grab a sconce or a torch off the wall, and I start waving it around. And then I hit the guard with it. Okay. It looks like you have a plus ten versus AC. I got a five. Okay. Um, so you wing, you wing the guard. And uh, and he falls down, but he's not unconscious. He's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" <laughs> Sorry, I I was aiming for the bird. I must have missed. Oh, can you go and get help? He's like, "I think you just tried to hit me with a wall sconce." <laughs> he pulls out his. He starts to pull out his sword. Okay, so then I use my hypnotism power on him with my piercing gaze and whisper. Uh huh. I can momentarily seize control. Okay. Of my enemy's mind. All right, so roll that. 18. So uh, he comes under your spell. And I say to him, you were not hit by me. You must go and get help, but you must first make yourself a snack in the kitchen. Okay, I am hungry. He he goes off. So down the next hallway, you know that is the the door for for the the place they need to get into. And, uh, And it looks like this guy was actually probably supposed to be sort of guarding this area so it's now the way is now clear so i go down the hallway so you get inside and uh and there's just this sort of huge contraption uh it sort of looks like a like mad scientist lab with like electric things 
Um, just it seems super complicated. But I will have you roll an Arcana check in your skills uh, to see if you can comprehend what's happening here. Sixteen. You pretty much instantly recognize all the stuff that's going on, and you realize that there are two crystals. And if you remove both crystals at the same time, then you'll be able to deactivate this uh, the the Hall of Death. But they're on either side of the room. Can't reach both of them. Oh no! So what happens if I remove just one? Uh, then a huge alarm will go off. Mordecai, we must remove the crystals. The Mordecai seems to understand, and he goes, he flaps over, and he actually lands on one of the crystals, and he's just sort of waiting there for you. Well, let me have you do one more Arcana check. Six. Okay. Well, it's still plus 15, so you both, you lift the the crystal just as Mordecai flaps his wings, and um, and everything in the room just sort of goes, and it seems like everything's cool. And that's when we're going to switch. So we're going to switch now to... Adam Bash. So, Watari, you uh, you have a long way to traverse in this in this castle to get to the Hall of Death. It's a big castle too. Like, there's plenty of like dark corners and stuff like that to just kind of hang out, wait till the cowards pass, and sneak to the next dark corner. Okay, so let's say you get down a few hallways, and um, there's a group of guards coming. So you're gonna so give me a, a stealth check to see if you can properly blend. All right. Well, I got a. Th- 35. So a number of, of guards pass by, and uh, and you make your way deeper and deeper into the castle, and eventually you come to what you know to be the Hall of Death. Okay. So I have this um, eyepiece thing, right? This supposed right. to tell me if this Hall of Death is currently death-filled? Right. Uh, and then you, you look through, and, and it, it appears to be filled with uh, red waves of imminent death. Okay, that's good, though, because that lets me know... That's what the death looks like. Right. I wouldn't want to get here and then the death already be gone and I'd be like, I think the death's gone. Okay, um, just as you're just as you're looking through at the death, uh, you hear footsteps coming. I'm going to go hide in a dark corner. Uh, that's a 31. So you blend in <laughs> as, uh, as a patrol comes. They, they, they walk out, they sort of look around, and, uh, and then they turn around and walk back. Just as, just as they sort of get out of earshot, you feel this weird like vibration. Does it feel like um, there's less less death in the area? Yeah, there uh, there feels a little, little like a little bit less death. Okay, so I'll look back through this uh, this little seeing crystal thing or whatever it is. Okay, you're looking through and you see that uh, the hallway that was just a, a red wash of death is now slowly becoming less and less deathy. As like now now you just now it just looks like there's like red lasers pointing in every direction. Like this is gonna be some Catherine Zeta Jones shit. Is what you're telling me? And uh, yeah, and so now finally they seem to all be they seem to be have gone as as small as they're gonna go. But there are some there are some a few lasers. Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna backflip through this shit because I'm a rogue, <laughs> and that's what rogues do. Acrobatics, right? Uh, that's a 26. You, uh, you backflip through and, uh, and you almost hit this one laser, but then you make it through it to the end. I had to make it interesting for everybody that was watching. Around the next corner is the, is the vault. And basically the two most bored dudes in the world are, are sitting in front of this vault. One of them actually. Yeah, they're the opposite side of the death wall, right? Right. They're like, nothing ever happens. Ever. And uh, and one, I think one guy looks like he's it looks like he's asleep. So I have a power called mimicry. It's just a racial feat. So I can mimic sounds and voices with a successful bluff check. So okay. I want to make a bluff check and 
mimic trance voice coming from the other end of the Hall of Death, yelling okay. basically, "The Hall of Death has been deactivated. You two, come to come with me." Twenty-one. They're like, ah! They like the one guy falls over in his chair. They they spring up and they they start running and they go they run right past you without even looking. They they hit the Hall of Death and uh, and the red lasers that are in there split them apart as if they were um, some sort of a luncheon meat. Oh, that is so gross. Uh, at the same time, though, you hear a loud wailing, which oh, almost like shakes that. the castle. I don't like that. Uh, and it, it appears that their death has triggered some sort of terrible, terrible alarm. Yeah, I'm rushing that vault. So thievery up the vault, I guess. So that's a 29. The door sli- swings open freely, and inside is uh, a sword that is dripping blood, as well as a set of dice, and then a few piles of stacked gold. and Golden gems first. I can't pocket Blood Drinker, but I'm going to pocket a ton of gold, a bunch of gems, and then these dice, I guess. If there's nothing else cool looking, on, that's what I'll grab. Um, yeah, you managed to pocket what is probably thousands and thousands of GP worth of, of, uh, of loot. And then I guess I'll grab Blood Drinker, too, since I'm here. You uh, you make your way back out of the hallway. You're able to wheedle your way between all the lasers, and uh, and that's where we're going to end your little portion. Bachman's turn. What's going on? What am I doing? Okay, um, so the other two skulk off, and you're sort of left there with Phil and Bob, the guards. Phil's like, you know, I'm thinking about it, and like, it doesn't make sense. What do you? Why? Why? They're unloading a cart. That does. That makes zero sense. Unloading a cart makes zero sense? You make zero sense. Oh, but what, why would you... You've got like a hundred guards or something. Why wouldn't somebody else do it? Because they're not our guards. You wouldn't walk into somebody's house and make them start doing work for you. But you guys are like supposed to be the special like entourage. It doesn't... Yeah, we're being paid to do this thing. Like, you know, just because like... like we, we're the entourage. We're special entourage. We have privileges. But, you know, we are paid also in the contract to do a little bit of grunt work here and there. And we don't mind doing it. <sighs> I really feel like... I should go. I really feel maybe. like you should stop worrying about it, Phil. I mean, I like your carefree attitude, but if something goes wrong, you know whose ass it is? It's my ass. It's not really a carefree attitude. It's a responsible attitude. You have the flippant attitude of, like, you know, my job is more important than these guys. You know what I mean? Like, we both have jobs to do, and we found a compromise, I feel like. They, they went off to unload the cart. I stayed here with you to make you feel better. As you finish up, you suddenly hear... The loudest wailing noise that you've ever heard. Just like... Everyone flips out. Everyone is suddenly springs out of there. Bob is... It jumps up. Everyone's drawing swords. And it's like pandemonium. Phil turns to you and goes, This is your doing! And he he starts to come at you with his sword. It's just a noise. It's an animal noise. It's <laughs> you hear a lot of them out here. I'm sure the castle is basically shaking due to the sound, and he is coming right at you with a with a broadsword. I draw my sword in a defensive manner. It's clear that I'm not out to uh, to combat this person. It's a oh, yeah. self defense reaction. Okay, um, so he swings his sword at you. Twenty three versus your AC. No, oh, that's just barely gonna hit me. Bob is still trying to tuck his sword out of its sheath. Is it possible for me to use an attack as a means to subdue somebody rather than actually damage them? Uh, well, let's say if you make a hit, you can you can disarm this guy. 
28. You basically just knock the sword out of his hand, and uh, and he sort of falls down on the ground, like, clearly super outmatched. Uh, Phil! Knock it off! Nothing is going on! Just as, as you do that, the door to the, the meeting hall bursts open, and you see Trant Thumble, and he goes, My vault! Someone is in my vault! And uh, you have a pretty good feeling that the jig is up. But you do know that you're supposed to meet the other dudes at a certain certain spot. Okay, I say, here's what I think happened. And then I roll my athletics check. Uh, that's a 10 plus 7. Okay, um, so I'm going to say that you grab Bob and like push him towards Trant and they fall down in a pile and you can just run for it. Okay. Let's bring the other dudes back in. Okay. Hi, everybody. You all three see each other uh, at the same time. What the hell was that? We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. That was the Hall of Death. It did its thing to create some death. (laughs) He's on to us. He heard heard the alarm. We gotta go. We gotta go. Did we get the sword? Oh, yeah. I uh, underhand tossed the sword to to Tom. I unsheathed my sword, cast it aside, and in the same swing, grabbed the other sword, flip around, and sheath it again. Everyone is sprayed with droplets of blood as this happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, not saying, but in thinking in the back of my head, I missed you. In the back of your head, you hear, My master, you have returned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, away we go, right? Like, I mean, clearly there's no time to lose. Okay. We must away. Yeah. Now is, uh, is when we're going to begin our skill challenge. <laughs> 20. I got 17. 13 total. Watari goes first. You've guards running at you probably from a couple different directions. Without even missing a beat, Watari just kind of does the sweetest backflip. That's 28 acrobatics. Uh, you you do a Jackie Chan backflip off the wall. So can I first use my arc lightning to electrocute the guards in front of me? Uh, you could do that. I got 10 and then Arcana's 15. The burst of Arc lightning shoots out and electrifies a whole bunch of guards who all go down in a heap, which takes us to Tom. I unsheath Blood Drinker in kind of like a samurai slash, and the spray of blood, I would like to, uh, to to blind the next wave, and I don't really know what kind of check that would be. Well, what is, let's just, just do a melee attack. 13 plus 12, so 25. Uh, blood is coming out of the sword, and it, it in midair it starts to turn a sort of putrid color, and uh, and it hits the guards, and then they start to sizzle. They're being burned by some sort of weird acid or something. So we're running, we're moving, we're getting out of here. Look, there's more guards! <laughs> With one deft motion, though, Watari pulls from his pocket a singularity grenade. So he hurls a singularity grenade at the guards. If I roll a one on the attack roll of this thing... Then I get teleported to the center of the burst, and it hits me. I rolled a one. It got there, but so did I. I'm not going to roll roll out all the damage on this, unless you want me to, because it takes okay. a while. <laughs> well, let's say you're bloodied. How about that? Okay. Watari is thrown to the ground. All right, so Watari pops up, and what is that over there? That is the doorway that leads to the hallway through which he escaped from Trance Castle the first time. So I'm going to try to thievery that lock on that door and get us out this side hallway. 29. All right, you pop that lock in no time flat. Tom and Watari make it through. 
Ren is running, and but then her way is blocked by a very, very burly guard. You're going to do your dimension door? Yeah. That is 16. You pop open a dimension door and and walk right through it just as the guard's trying to grab you. And you guys are free, and Watari points to a sewer, which you all jump down into, and you appear to have shaken the guards. Um, yeah, you guys can make your way back to Salazar, and and uh, and he will he will be straight with you and and give you uh, your two thousand gold each. Not not Tom. Tom just gets to keep blood drinker. I'm so happy. I guess that's where we're gonna end it, you guys. What? The sun is gonna set as Tom the Dragonborn hugs his weird bloody sword. <laughs> Just blood like pouring down my face and body. Like <laughs> I don't even notice. I don't care. Thank you for listening in to this abridged episode of the Drunks and Dragons podcast. If you would like to hear more, go to geeklyinc.com or dndpodcast.com. If you want to contact us, we're on Twitter, again at Geekly Inc. or at DND Podcast. If you would like to support us, you can always go to patreon.com slash dndpodcast. There are tiers for any budget, and it really does help us continue to make content for you every week. Editing help from David L. Stewart. Check out his site at spudcam.com. That's our show. Keep it a little dicey. Um, okay, I'm going to switch over to Bachman now. Don't, don't tell them attention. I have all this money. Don't tell them I have all this uh, money. I'm not going okay, to. Awesome. I don't is it think... just us? Is it just you and me? I think it's just you and me. Thrifty, I, maybe this is a good time to tell you. You know, just all the things that I've had in my mind. I I think this is a great time. I, I love you. I love you too, man. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I feel like we're best friends. And now that, now that, you know, nothing against them, but now that Tim and Jennifer are gone, I feel like, you know, you and I can really be ourselves. I think we can really sort of let let just everything hang, you know? Just sort of like, Embrace freedom. Mm-hmm. Just, just, like, just like live free. Or die hard. Or is the name of my new movie. How many smoke bombs do I have on me? Smoke bombs? I think you have zero. Okay. Okay. Uh, what, like, what about, like, teleport spells? Like, I still have, like, uh-huh. I still yeah. have some nope. of those, right? Nope, none of those. None of those. Okay. Um, oh, I brought my Jeep with me. Yeah. Jeep. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this reminds me. Probably nobody's gonna gonna get this reference, but this reminds me of, this, of the movie City of Violence. Nope. nope. You're right. Okay. Nope. Well, I mean, it's probably. I mean, let's face it. You're probably gonna lose Blood Drinker next week, right? I mean, I have better not. Obviously, you're gonna be. Uh, there's gonna be a kill on site order in car for you. Um, but you know, well, there's going to be a kill on sight order for a dragonborn with a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs>